Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Use Guys and That podcast. You can find us across all podcatchers, and our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is at UseGuysPod. Email us at info at useguyspod.com or useguysandthat at gmail.com. You can find our entire podcast library at useguysandthat.podbean.com. What's up, everybody? Uh, this is the Use Guys and That podcast bonus episode with a uh, friend of the podcast, friend of the podcasters, uh, Aaron from the Timeline Earth slash Fagcast. Thanks for coming back on to chat with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. So I got a question for you, buddy. Uh, you had an interesting conversation with a self-proclaimed anarcho-communist who is living in Russia, and I'm not going to pick on the guy. Number one, because he is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu world champ, which means that's a death <laughs> sentence for, you know, if you run into him and he's very upset with you, which is fine. I'm glad he's in Russia and not next door. Um, what did you, how, how did you prep for it? What were you expecting? And what, um, I guess, if anything, what did you take away from it? Well, I did just a uh, cursory look at his background. Um, he is a uh, pretty well-known MMA fighter. Like people, at, people, at, I'm, I'm not super into UFC. I haven't been for a while, but, um, you know, the people that, that I work with knew about him. Um, so there was that aspect. And then I just, uh, read a couple articles about, um, I think he wrote an article and, uh, just explaining like why he was leaving the country. And, um, you know, just like anytime any, anybody coming from right libertarianism reads like any type of dissertation from an anarcho-communist, we're about halfway in agreement. And then the other half were like, ah, eh, whatever. Right. Fair enough. Um, the, the, what I, what surprised me a lot while listening to it was uh, he seemed to hit on, and I know that you'd probably you'd talked to Pete about this, but it seemed to hit on some real social democratic platforms. Like he talked a lot about the climate. Like I don't, I guess I was waiting to hear him quote like Bakunin or Kropotkin and like get like old world on me. I guess you know what I mean. Like you know something from the uh, the late nineteenth century. Where yeah. like he's hitting hard with, yeah, like really, like talking about you know radical trade unionism or something like that. Some you know, I, I don't know. I guess, I I guess I didn't know what to expect uh, other than you know just getting the typical communist, not typical communist talking points. But I mean, clearly we all agree that we don't like the government, and that's putting it moderately. But mm -hmm. I, I just it almost sounded like I, I don't. I'm not trying to take the piss out of him. I'm just saying. It sounded almost like he was a little bit of a Menshevik because he was like, you're going to use some of these avenues with the state to get free college or, you know, free whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that's uh, that's so me and Pete were talking about that. And, um, you know, I I think he's more of like a rank and file social Democrat, which is which is fine um, where he would venture into um, the more anarcho communist realm is his activism, his style of activism. Like he was out in the street, like, you know, doing, doing, doing violent shit and got arrested multiple times. Like he's got that street cred. So I think maybe in, maybe theoretically he's more aligned with social Democrats, um, like social Democrats in the world sense, not like in, in the American sense. Sure. Um, and then like leans more anarcho-communist and, in praxis i if it's if it's fair to say that um but yeah I, I i like you i was i was waiting to throw down on some theory and um <laughs> you know he didn't really i mean i'm sure he knows a lot of it 
but um you know i i can't i can't fucking quote like rothbard or lenin or conkin off the top of my head either so i mean i i don't like just like you i'm not going to take the piss out of him. I'm just, i was just happy to talk to him you know it's not it's not very often that somebody with like leftist street cred can sit down with somebody like pete quinones and myself which you know, if the only reason why they'd sit down with me is because they don't know who the fuck I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I I guess you're right. I don't think, and I really don't think it's a, um, uh, it should be like a gatekeeping thing where like we see this stuff on Twitter all the time where you have somebody who thinks that they're very intelligent and they think that they're doing a total <laughs> slam dunk on someone. We're like, well, unless you've read these 17 volumes of work in the in the last you know 45 minutes, I'm not even going to entertain talking to you. You know, I think there is a little bit of gatekeeping there because if you can at least say, do you like the government? No. Uh, how do you think that services should be delivered? V- voluntarily. <laughs> okay, well then, great. Come on in. Have a seat. Yeah. We've got a pulled pork sandwich for you. I mean, whatever. You know what I mean? I don't know, like, I don't know, that, like, quoting literature. I don't know, man. It's just when you watch videos of real, of like, real anarcho-communists or syndicalists or whatever, or maybe it's because I watched Chomsky too much that I was expecting him to sit down and just hammer away intellectually. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, yep. that's, poss- that's a possibility, I guess. But let me ask you this. So you've nearly perfected, if not perfected, the art of attacking the left from the left. We've detailed this. It's been detailed. You've also, by the way, I don't know if you've seen this, but you've totally been credited by taking over every Liberty podcast in the community. <laughs> so Mazel right. Tov, my friend, congratulations. The revolution marches on. <laughs> we, we were dealt a setback at the FagCast studio, but, you know. You're going to we'll, have that. We will overcome reaction. That's right. What do you the reaction s- of unionism? <laughs> yeah, that funny. goddamn union yeah, needs to get the fuck out of here. Burnt down the studio, man. That's yeah. terrible. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you suggest? We were, uh, Christopher and I were talking about this yesterday. What do you suggest is the path for atta- attacking the right from the right? Like, for example, what my go-to is all the time is to try to raise awareness about how horrible the police are. Okay? And unfortunately, I have to, because the human element is lost on people, so I have to go to the, do you know the cops kill 25 dogs a day on average? And that usually, at least even with the biggest bootlicker, they have a pet, maybe, and they, they got a chihuahua or whatever the fuck they have there, but it doesn't matter. They love their dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. usually that can elicit some sort of reaction to be like, first of all, it's denial, and then secondly, and it's like, oh my God, really? It's that bad? How do you, what do you think is the best strategy to go after the right from the right? Well, this is undoubtedly the best time to do that because they were just dealt a, in their minds, they were dealt a decisive defeat by everything that's everything that's wrong in the world. You know, the Democrats. Um, so this is the perfect time to start approaching them and kind of, you know, you can fuck around with the left as a pastime, I guess. But if you really <laughs> want to start radicalizing people, right wing populists right now. And the way to go about doing that is you have to you have to have kind of a serial killer mindset. You have to you have to, <laughs> you have to figure out their routine, figure out, you know, what they what their hobbies are, what the, like go go through their posts and like see what they're saying and then pinpoint exactly ex- exactly the uh, you know, what vector you want to take based on those posts so if they're super into like back the blue blue lives matter 
um, how I would go about that. And, and it's all contextual as well. How I would go about that is I would say something like, um, you know, I hope, you know, I, I, I just hope that like, you know, the, my, my police station gets Molotov tomorrow and see what they have to say about that. I would open up with that. Like, you know, there's nothing better than a burning police station. Just <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And uh, gauge their reaction and see, just kind of push them into, you know, being angry, getting, getting fucking angry. And then from that anger, you can make them feel helpless. And then from that helplessness, they realize that this doesn't work. Like this, this, like people, people like us still exist, even though we've had four years of Trump, us, us anarchists, I want them to think that we're violent anarchists. I want them to equate us with Antifa because the, the more afraid they are and the more they feel like they're losing power, um, it's going to push them into changing their, changing their strategy of voting, of, you know, posting on social media. And actually get them to do something like poke the stick. That meme, it's like, come on, do a uh, do a civil war. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You know, here's it's like making them go through a twelve step fucking sobriety program. I mean, really, yeah, it's the road <laughs> to recovery, right? Uh, I right. What the question I have, I guess, is now that they're the victims, uh, how long before we see the uh, right ask uh, what's going to be done about the deficit? I, I know that that's a wild uh, that's as soon as they lose uh, the, the, the hot spot that they're not in charge anymore. They care about the fucking national debt. That's when a conservative will show up and say, OK, our guy's not in there anymore. Now I want to know how we're going to be paying for this stuff. So, <laughs> I mean, apart from that, like I always the police is my is definitely my go to. However, I think that you're right when you say that you make them feel hopeless, at least because their cause is hopeless. And when um, uh, Pete had Menchus Mulbug on and he was talking about how the right has no idea how to wield power. It has. First of all, they're kind of damned from the start, aren't they, Aaron? Because they're allegedly supposed to be small government people. Well, what do you do if you're going to want to shrink the government? That doesn't mean they make it more powerful. Right. The left, on the other hand, is explicitly for expanding the powers of the central government, quote, you know, for the benefit of the people. You know so what I mean? They almost have like a monopoly on centralizing power. Really? Yeah. So I, I think that it's a good idea. How do you do? You think it's going to work out for uh for them? Do you think that they're going that we're going to see more of them at least end up in the bottom white right quadrant with some of the other uh, lowercase libertarians, or do you think that it's just going to be cyclical where we're going to see them get radicalized a little bit, and then when their person wins, they come back and they go back to uh, voting on a regular basis? Um, for your first question of like when we're going to see somebody complain about the deficit, um, I could probably go on my timeline right now and find some like corporate <laughs> establishment Republican being like, oh, how's Joe Biden going to pay for this fucking rollout of the whatever? It's already happening. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you it's already happening. But ever since Joe Biden won the election, uh... the deficit has grown $2 trillion. What is he going to do about this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my Never god. Never mind how many trillion it's grown in the last four years. Yeah. <laughs> what about all these foreign wars? God damn it, bring them home. <laughs> Did any of you guys see the news article in regards to um Giuliani making a farts inside the meeting? 
oh, that no. they had. I hope that's yeah, true. Yeah, no, it's true. It's like a congressional, there was like a congressional meeting or some sort of like government meeting. I don't know. Okay. And my boss showed it to me today and he was like, come here, I want you to read this. And it was like, uh, Rudy Giuliani farted something or other and he read like the first like two or three sentences and i was just cracking up laughing like and it was like no it was a legitimate real fart he he had passed gas the poor bastard (laughs) dude dude, the man can't journalism buddy his power move (laughs) oh he's claiming his face oh it was it was in regards (laughs) it was in regards to the michigan voting like fiasco. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that that's what the article was in regards to and it was some sort of like meeting or hearing in regards to that and then like yeah, he uh, apparently farted and it was a big what to do, so. Well, uh <laughs> he can't catch a break. The guy has to push his teeth in, then his uh, fucking hair dies running on national TV. Oh yeah. Oh dude, that was terrible. Was man. Yeah. <laughs> The melting. <laughs> the simulation's coming apart at the seams. I'm telling you right, right. now, it, it 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 really is. So let me ask you this, Aaron. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but uh, there is there was a 200 million worker strike in India the other yes. day. Yes. I thought, like Chris and I talked about this. Why can't we ever see anything like that happening here in this country? Because even if you took a fraction of that and said 100 million uh, American workers across the board, from dock workers to people that fucking push paperwork or they're working in an office or what have you. If you had 100 million people do a general strike, just everybody across the board, general strike, for a day, and then if you expanded it into five days, and then if you expanded it to 10 days, you are talking about a crippling effect on the economy. Why Why do you think, in your opinion, it, it's not able to happen here? It's not able to happen here because there are too many other options on the table that give us working class people the illusion of having power. So you have people pushing for UBI right now, mm-hmm. universal basic income. That precludes the need for a general strike. Um, I would prefer a general. I mean, I, I know it's I know that's a very like old school communist thing, like international or an industrial workers of the world type deal. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think that would be absolutely amazing, but it'll never happen because the easy way to gain power or at least have the, have the illusion of power is to elect somebody like Andrew Yang, who says, I'm just going to give you free money. There's no need to, there's no need to like not go to work today. Mm-hmm. You can, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll give you enough money to afford the basic necessities and I'll do it for you. I'll get the central banks to print more money. Um, we'll, we'll go with a cashless society and I'll make it as comfortable as possible for you. And people will go to that in any day because a general strike is messy. I mean, it's it's hard. You might not, you know, your debt. It's not guaranteed to work. Um, but in India, they don't have any of those delusions. Um, they have a pretty far right. I mean, far right, all things considered. Uh, sure. National government. And um you know, there's no social safety net to speak of. They still base, they're still coming off the caste system. So something like a bottom up uh, movement like that. I mean, that's, that's really their only option and it's working like, like from, from the little bit I've seen, like it's, it's starting to, it's starting to hurt a lot. 
Yeah, I was pretty stoked to read about it. And, uh, you know, I know that the the Wobblies are not, they're a shell of their former selves in this country, but out of all of the unions, uh, you know, one that's explicitly or allegedly, excuse me, I'd say an anarcho-syndicalist at least, where they um, they actually were the ones who fought Pinkertons and the National Guard, like I think at the, at the Homestead strike. Uh, the place where um, Alexander Berkman, you know who Alexander Berkman is, right? He was the uh, the lover of Emma Goldman, and uh, he went to jail for uh, attempting to murder Henry Frick, who was the president of some coal company in western Pennsylvania, and it was part of that homestead strike. Well, the, the IWW was actually trading rounds with the Pinkertons, and they were going to fight the National Guard at the same time. I don't know if you can say the same for the SEIU. I don't know if you could say the same for the Communication Workers of America. The Teamsters, maybe a little bit. Maybe they fight with the employer. But usually when the cops show up, it's like roaches with the lights on, right? Most most people yeah. are like, okay, time to get the fuck out of here. They're going to kill us all. And the Wobblies didn't have that reputation. They had a reputation of actually sticking it out and trading rounds, at least, or at least fists, with the police. And I do wish we had that in this country, like a genuine labor movement. Like, it, not, not this milk toast, fucking, uh, you know, this social democrat <laughs> piece of shit like oh no i care about like middle class joe the working class hero whose fucking hands are soft as butter he's never done a real job in his fucking life no i oh the afl cio oh they're amazing yeah well you know i what do you think it would okay let's play hypotheticals what do you what does everybody think it would take and we'll start with you aaron since you're our guest for us to get to that level what how do how does the working class lose its illusion how does the working class realize that, that you know these options that you think you have are, are really you're still as powerless as you were the day before? Um, I mean, I'll I'll tell you the textbook answer, and it's it's gaining class consciousness. You have to be conscious of your oppression, and you know it's not the same oppression as the Russian as you know the October Revolution. Sure. It's not the same as same oppression as the French Commune. I mean, there's like class dynamics nowadays, and I this is something that um us us bottom right types are um, not really haven't really fleshed out very much with the, with a couple exceptions, but um, we don't have any coherent class theory. And that's something that like my little fucking squirrel brain isn't, isn't really capable of like, um, you know, fleshing out when I have a 40 hour work week. But um, I, I would love for somebody to come up with a coherent class theory so that, we can put it out there that yes, you and I belong. You and I have certain traits, certain characteristics, materially, socially, economically, politically, um, that other people do not. And, you know, it's, it's probably looks something like, you know, the blue collar slash bougie woke white collar. Fair enough. What do you guys think? Christopher? Um. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I definitely see where Aaron's coming from without having like that coherent class theory. And I forget, I forget who it was that defined, I, I guess, a, a vague kind of like class theory, where is essentially we're like the Conkin. plunder, the the plunderers, and yeah, the that's plunder. Conkin. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. CK three. So, and 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 right now, like those of us who are being plundered are essentially being told that hey, we're being plundered for our own good, you know, for your for the roads. You got to pay for the roads. <laughs> it's for your own good. 
um and, and until people like realize that that it's not being for our own good that like they're taking you know our our money and i mean just over the course of of this you know pandemic in, in air quotes here you know we've seen like the largest transfer of wealth that i've seen probably in my lifetime and you hardly hear anybody fucking talking about that it's like nobody bats an eyelash like nobody gives a shit and i think no nah, get back to the I, narrative what the fuck right and, and, and yeah shut up and wear your damn mask uh, but um i think a lot of it is you know like you say people are too comfortable man like people aren't gonna snap out of it like they, the the grand illusion isn't gonna be shattered for them until shit gets so bad that it's fucking too late yep i've always it's said that too late when I mean, we get that, miserable enough to finally get up off our asses and do something about it it, it might be too late so right. we need to make people aware, give them that consciousness that they are miserable, that they, they they're not seeing it because they really don't want to do anything about it. But I mean, right. Well, I, I mean, it's just like people are too comfortable, man. Like we have too many creature comforts. Like absolutely. There's so many, there's so many people that are like completely content to just like sit at home and, and just watch TV all day. And I like think do nothing else, and, uh, to, and that's why I like to back up your point. I'm Chris. I have to back up your point straight away. This is an excellent example. Like back in the uh, 30s, 40s, 50s, even to the 60s, you're aware of the show that uh, FX produced called The Americans, where it's these uh, communist spies that infiltrated the country. Right? You guys, you guys heard of this show, right? Okay. Yeah. Well, yep. Here's the thing: when back in the uh, before World War II, and then subsequently, they up until the 60s. KGB agents regularly tried to infiltrate. In fact, they were successful in many ways with the labor movement before World War II. Okay, there there was evidence. I mean, if you look at the Venona documents, there was evidence that they were pretty successful in infiltrating Hollywood and infiltrating uh, the labor unions. But they could never get the actual working class in this country to go along with it. And they complained because they said they'd been bougified essentially, that the working class in the United States was no longer really working class because their uh, their daily struggle to survive was it didn't exist anymore. You know what I mean? Because comparing working class Americans in the 1930s, which, you know, it, they definitely were there. They're still here now versus working class people in the Soviet Union in the 1930s. There is a, I mean, those two things are mutually exclusive. You know what I mean? Right. That's why they had to go for the intellectuals, because the intellectuals were stupid enough to continue to believe in this idea that you could have a utopian communist, you know, you'll use the state to get our goals sort of thing. The way on paper, it looks great. On paper, it looks awesome, right? You know, it's free health care well, for all. And, and to go back to the India thing, I think the reason why there were so many people showing up, you know, striking is because, like you know, like Aaron said, like they're still coming off like the caste system and there's so many people in India. I mean, how many people are in that country? Like how many billion is it? It's over a billion. Yeah, it's over a billion. Yeah, it's over a billion. I mean, and, and you got to think of how many people like literally in that country like live hand to mouth. And that's not to say that there isn't poverty in our country, but like how many people in America like truly, truly. It's in comparison. Yeah, yep. yeah. Like you, there, there's no comparison. Like people in our country don't, don't live like that. Like even, even our poorest are, you know, still getting by in a way, but they're not living hand. There's like people in India, like literally that if they don't work that day, they don't eat. You can find fat homeless people in America. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And like, you don't, you don't get that here, man. And that's why you don't get like a turnout like that. Like you're never going to see like 200 million people in America. That's what like fucking two thirds of the fucking country. Like 
you're never gonna you're never the gonna stakes are never that, that high. <laughs> well, that's why reality. you need. That's why we we on we on the lower right need to get a little more Machiavellian about it and start manipulating people into seeing their oppression. Yeah, yeah, like and that, driving them to see that. Right, and that's one of the points that Jay and I were talking about last night about you know how you really do need to like radicalize people like otherwise like nothing's gonna get done. Yeah. Well, here here's one for you. I've talked about this before on the show, and I don't think I've told you about it, Aaron. Uh, my particular uh, union is the same union that represents line workers for uh, AT and T and T Mobile and stuff. Okay, some really you know, not not too friendly jobs, getting up there and messing around oh, with, yeah. with the lines. I mean, that's some serious work. And I remember driving to work. Our shop is down the street, and they were picketing one day. They were they were out in the street. They were on strike. They were pissed off about something. So then, I asked my union steward, "Why aren't we out there?" Well, our particular part of the union has negotiated with our employer to not go on strike. And I literally looked at my 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 steward and I said, "You negotiated the only weapon we have. What other weapon is there?" The strike is the weapon. The strike is the, the whole op- point. It's solidarity. Like exactly. So why aren't we out on the fucking street? And that's another thing that I have a problem with the labor movement in this country. There is no solidarity. There's zero fucking solidarity because like you said, you're, you're just, you know, a, you know, what hair above being worried about where you're going to eat. So then it gets, let me get comfortable, get my Netflix on. Everything is fine. You know, we'll just play repeat again tomorrow. It's groundhog day every day. You know, we're not at that point. And I don't wish that on anybody like the people in India, like they yeah. seriously have a legitimate beef. And I'm t- all for it, man. Shut the whole fucker down, man, especially if you really are being mistreated. Go for it. But the labor unions in this country have been deballed to the point where it's do we like if you're once again, there's a Menshevik approach, right? Well, you can get involved and you can if you're part of the Teamsters and you could be a Teamster officer and you could try to move your way up. Yeah, that's very cute. It's not going to happen. Be the change you want to see in the system. They that's told true. me the same shit. They're like, oh, you want to get out of the Marine Corps? You don't want to stay in and fix all the shit that you bitched about? And I'm like, dog, it's been around for almost 200 and fucking like math 250 I, years. I will get almost, fucking court-martialed like, because I will be on but, the news. But like... <laughs> I was like, yeah, you really think I'm going to change some shit that's been around 10 times longer than I've been alive, and you guys are pulling from shit that the fucking Romans were doing? Like, there's no fucking way. Like, I am not that conceited that I think I'm going to be the dickhead that changes all that shit. But, so to me, it's like kind of that same idea. But, uh, and the, what was the original question? What is stopping us from being able to have a strike like that? Yeah. Or what would it take? Yeah, what would it take? See, I think I think the problem that we have is it's the problem I hear a lot from my friends that want like socialism, that they're like, we, everybody's worried that because they said they were going to tax people that make over 400K a year that I'm going to get taxed because it's like, well, I could be a millionaire someday or something. And everybody has that mindset that it's like, I am going to be a millionaire. And it's like, ah, statistically, I'm not. And it's like, statistically, a lot of us are not. But they do such a good job of selling that idea that it's like, if you really just bust your ass, you can get all the way to the top from the bottom. And everybody's like, well, I don't want to do anything to fuck myself over in 30 years on the off chance that I become a millionaire. And it's like (laughs) that delusion is so fucking strong. 
that people are like, yeah, I don't want to do anything about it now to fuck that up. But it's like on the same side, I hate when people use that argument against taxes because it's like I don't think anybody should be getting taxed because it's all bullshit. Mm. And then it kind of goes off into the weeds and they're like, wait, what do you mean? Like you don't think that like needy people deserve shit? And I'm like, I think if you're able to work, you should. And then like shit shouldn't be so expensive. Medical care shouldn't. See. And then it's like work at it some other way. But taxes, no. But anyway – that's I think that's the delusion that we need to break in order to have a strike like that. But you have so many people that are like, well, things could be really good for me one day. So, like, why would I do that now and potentially fuck myself over when really it's a lot more likely and it is happening that we are getting fucked right now. But it's like, why would I want to think about that? Like, I'm just making more problems for myself. I think See- that the Internet and the uh you know, cell phone towers would need to go down and then they would be able to like gather together and they wouldn't be as distracted because once they found out, once they didn't have the distractions in front of them and then they found out how much they were actually getting fucked because they paid attention to other things, then the strike would happen. That's what I think. Take a good hard look at everything. Yeah. Go ahead, Aaron. I know you had something. Yes, sir. So... When somebody asks you something like, oh, well, don't you want poor people to have food or whatever? That's a perfect opportunity for radicalization. So your your response should be something like, I, I really need you to internalize the fact that I hate poor people and I want them to starve. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That would be amazing to what do you, see. What do you say to somebody that's the thin, you know, thin blue liner that says, oh, well, I hope you don't need the cops to come to your house and defend you one day. I hope you don't need them ever. Tell them I would be I would be happier if they came to my house and I was defending it from them. Yeah. <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> it's more likely that that's more that's the more likely scenario. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Remember that meme that was going around everybody where it said, who are you going to call if somebody breaks into your house and underneath they had SpongeBob with like an AK and it says, oh, fucking ambulance? I'd like to change that. If you're not going to fucking need an ambulance if you come to my house to hurt me. You're going to need to fuck a funeral director. Like, seriously, they're going to need to glue your ass back together because I'm going to turn you to fucking pink ribbons if you come and hurt me. That's how it's going to work. No, no. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Th- that's why I, I'm I try I'm trying to I'm trying to be nice, but you know what, man? When I try not it, to fed post. <laughs> no, try not to fed post at all. Try not to fed post at all. No fed post. It's really but, hard. Yeah, the the conserv I, I I put like I Aaron had a tweet and I re- replied to it about you know the conservatives are you know I've asked a, a, a friend of mine several of them that are conservatives like well, are you going to give up your guns when the cops ask the first time or are you going to give them up when they surround your home. And the and the every every single answer it's like robotic it's like the cops would never do that and it's like you've, <laughs> yeah you've got another thing coming you have another thing coming if you think the police are not well that's unconstitutional it's unconstitutional to say they smell fucking weed in order to bypass your Fourth Amendment so they could uh, fucking flip your car yeah. what are you, you talking about it's, somebody somebody posted this earlier like you can take your constitution and wave it like a white flag. Yeah, really, really. It's just as useful. It's just as useful. I don't understand why the police and they're always the best part about it is they've killed more people than any mass shooter could ever fucking dream of killing in this country. Okay, and this is a yearly thing. So and yet here they are. They get on their cross and they fucking hammer in the nails themselves and they're martyring themselves. Oh, you know, we have the toughest job in the world. Okay, being a lumberjack is tougher. Number one. 
Number one, being a lumberjacker, being a lumberjack or a, uh, uh, what is it, the fucking crab fishermen that are on that goddamn show that's never going to go off. Uh, the discovery. deadliest catch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or, or an ice rail tracker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A wood, discovery yeah. Channel, like what it's, they dude, have become now. It's probably more fucking dangerous uh, to be, a, seriously, to be a porn star. Like, you got to run around. Or a lineman. Yeah, or a, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but they get up there and they martyr themselves. And then they, ex- but the thing is, it works. That's yeah. what I want to crack is what do I because the dog thing does work to an extent, especially with reasonable people when you're like and, and the fucked up part again is once again, I could tell you how many unarmed poor white people the cops kill every year, how many okay. unarmed poor uh, African-American folks, people that are uh, of uh, that are, um, uh, you know, racial minorities that doesn't have the effect. But when I talk to you about a fucking German shepherd that you like getting fucking gunned down in its own yard because the goddamn sheriff showed up at the wrong address, which happens all the time. That yep. elicits the reaction, which Just is a few bad up. apples. Just a few bad apples. But you got <laughs> right. it's fucked up that the, the the argument about them killing unarmed people because then watch the wheels spin, everybody. Then they start to play the justification game. Well, I need more context. Well, I need more context. Right. What do you mean? They're fucking they unarmed. They just did what they were told. They shot them on less context. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Right. I really think uh, this is an angle to exploit with people because... My favorite thing to tell conservatives is, how are you going to feel when your grandkids are... When you're, when you're obese, transgender, Muslim, purple-haired grandkid spit on you for tweets that you made between 2016 and 2020? <laughs> That's what you say to God. That's perfect. That's how you get them. (laughs) Jesus. Because you're too big of pussies to go out there and blow up a university. (laughs) (laughs) And people wonder literally why I have a crush on this man. Fuck you guys. You just heard why. Thank you very much. Great defense posting. <laughs> we're just we're just kidding, folks. We're just kidding, really. In Minecraft. <laughs> in Minecraft, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. In Minecraft. There it is again. Uh, Wait, how, how do you tame a horse in Minecraft? Uh, don't start pardon that me, fucking. Pardon me it. while I wipe the tears of laughter from that my was eyes. good. Um, but yeah, well, you know, I know that you're short for time. I appreciate you coming on to t- uh, the chat with us as always. Um, I uh, I appreciated that interview and I appreciated the questions you asked. Hopefully, in the future. You know, Pete is really good at finding excellent guests because that's, you know, just what he does. It's his reputation uh, and it's earned as finding excellent people to interview all the time. Um, Je ne sais quoi. Yeah. I hope that we can find another ANCOM that has another, you know, perhaps a, a different perspective. You know what I mean? I think that we should all work hard to at least try to talk. To somebody like I'd like to get somebody on the show from the Socialist Rifle Association. Yeah. Look, that would be great. This is the thing. They Talking about a coherent class theory, we on the fringe, we are a class in and of ourselves. It's the normies are, are on the are the opposing class with with rivalrous interests. All right. We on the fringe, we argue about theory, but all theory is is what happens after we gain power. That that is not close to happening for any any fringe of the political compass. Um so we have we should be expressing more solidarity with fringe with people on fringes that we are theoretically incompatible with. That includes Marxist Leninists, that includes communists, mm-hmm. that includes neo-reactionaries, it even includes fucking white nationalists. They have some fucking gems in their repertoire too. <laughs> but um and I know I, I could get in a lot of trouble for saying that because the big L crowd 
But <laughs> I'm telling you, like, fuck them. Fuck them, indeed. Fuck them. Well, uh, does anybody have anything else before we depart uh, from Aaron's company? Oh, l- l- let me put aside. And black nationalists, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Bing, instant immunity. <laughs> yep. There. It's true. C-Y-A. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Good job, man. Good job. Are, are there any Latin Americans that hate white people, too? Or is, that, is there La a Raza. group? What are they called? I'm sorry. La Raza. La Ra- okay. Yeah, we, La Raza. Well, we need to talk to some of them as well. And then if there's any uh, Asian Americans... You know, if they hate white people, like, bring them on. Whatever. Just all Asians, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all Asians universally. <laughs> all Asians. Chinamans. Japanamans. Uh, like the Zapatistas. Uh, La Raza. I'd love to talk to them. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to talk to everybody. And yes, as Christopher said, uh, that is not the preferred nomenclature anymore. Asian American, please. <laughs> Come on, dude. I was, yeah, dude. Yeah, this is not dude. a guy who built the railroad. But uh, if you say Chinaman, do you like? You did it you twice can't... now. Now no, this is definitely no, not going no, on no, fucking like, YouTube. No, Jap- we're gonna have to edit that out. Like the we're Japanese, gonna YouTube, right? Like, so do you we're, say we're gonna lose our future social credit score? But do you no, say no. Japan oh, Japanaman? Japanaman? No. How do you say it? Like Japanaman? Japanese? You mean Japanese? No, I know <laughs> Japanese, but no, like because you say Chinese, Samurai guy? but you say Chinaman, right? Uh, the great, so what's the, the equivalent to Japan? Is it Japanaman? No. How do you say it? For whatever reason, they decided to use that. Why say Scotchman, <laughs> Englishman, Irishman, Frenchman? I don't know. Chinaman. That's what they... And now they're like, listen, that's not very nice. So... I know. That's why I said Asian American. It's gendered language. It is gendered language. <laughs> yes, it is. We're not about that here. No, no. We're about inclusivity and equality. No. Thank you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but you only, only use they, them pronouns. So there is no equivalent... Uh, to the Japanese, because Chinese is Chinaman. A Japanese, you can't. It's Japanaman. I don't know how do you say it. Documentary. Where uh, where the fuck is oh, this man. coming from? Me? I can't wait. <laughs> it's been an honor. Like we're all getting canceled. Uh, yeah, I don't know. My brain, place. my brain just thinks of weird things sometimes, and I don't know Sounds what like the equivalent really would be. Shitty superhero, Japanaman. Japanaman. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Somebody should draw that up. That would be Japan-a-man. a great comment. All right. Well, now that this has been banned from YouTube, uh, does anybody have anything else they'd like to throw on this dumpster fire real quick before we go? Anybody? Anybody? Brian? Anything? Uh, fuck. Japan, man. Oh, another, <laughs> like, breaking the veil or whatever. Try psychedelic drugs, man. That's my best recommendation. I've, for I've always... I, I have yet to in my life, and it's something I've been, like, meaning to do, but now I have kind of a, like, uh, <laughs> a, a kind of girlfriend that, like, you wouldn't expect me to have, like, a, like, voted Democrat all her life, but is also socially conservative. Okay. okay. Um, so, I'm going to have to do that, like, on the DL, I think. But, yeah, talking about uh, really Smoke getting... DMP, it'll be really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Getting things up into your face when there's no way to look anywhere else and all you can see is like (laughs) the fucking matrix or whatever you want to call it. That's a that's a real good way of doing it. But it's a lot for a lot of people if you aren't aware of like what you're actually doing. 
but no, I'll wait till my girlfriend like goes to take a shower, fucking smoke some DMT real quick, and <laughs> blast off in like, outer space. I'll be like, you look like you're in shock. <laughs> Why does it smell like burning feet in here? Like, oh, I don't understand. Right? <laughs> it smells like my grandma's house. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> hey, I'm. Do down. you open up some mothballs? <laughs> That's brutal. That's brutal. All right, Angel, do you have anything else you'd like to throw on? No, uh, any... Japan Man was it. That's oh, all I got. Okay. <laughs> there she goes, Japan. God damn it. Oh, God. Well, uh... she said, she, it's like Beetlejuice. She said it three times. <laughs> we summoned Japan Man. We're going to leave this on bit shoot only because they're the only ones they're going to put up with this right? fucking Why shit. even try? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's God. it. We're not even, don't even post this shit to fucking use. Planning YouTube. for failure. It's even worse than regular planning. Oh, God. <laughs> Welcome to oh, the God. land of the rising sun. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. God. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. And on that note, I'll and... see you all in a re-education camp. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, yeah, we'll be in a re-education camp in no time I'll under Comrade Joe Biden. See you when you pass me by on the highway bridge. <laughs> hey, Aaron, it's uh, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, man. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. No, we, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. You're welcome anytime. And thanks for sporting the T-shirt, by the way. I am grateful oh, yeah. for that. Thank you. I fucking love that shit. Excellent. Excellent, man. Well, uh, we hope to talk to you sometime soon, man. Keep up the good work and take care of yourself. Yep, you guys as well. Have a good one. Yeah, you too, man. Bye, Aaron. Bye.